Welcome back to the Northeast Newscast. This week, I'm joined by leadership from the Kansas City chapter of the National Association of Women in Construction. This episode of the Northeast Newscast was made possible by Shemeika's Online Market in Delhi and Seaberg Mufflers. Thanks for tuning in. We have Bethany Riley, president of the association, and Mindy Rocha, the vice president. Ladies, why don't you introduce yourselves? Sure, Abby. Um, I'm Bethany Riley, and I am president, as you mentioned. I am a senior project manager for Turner Construction in Kansas City, and um, I also am a mom of two and active in my community. Hi, I'm Mindy Rocha. I am vice president of the Greater Kansas City Chapter 100 NAWIC. I am the president and owner of CJ Industries. Um, a mom of two boys and also very active in our community. That's great to hear. Um, you know, and I think it's very telling that you're both parents, but you're still very engaged in careers and things like that. Why don't you share a little bit about why you chose construction and how that industry fits well into your life? Sure. I, um, I got my start in construction, uh, my dad was a fitter by trade. My grandpa was a fitter by trade. So I kind of grew up with it. My love for my family, my dad kind of became my love for construction. He started his company in 1994 in the basement of our home, which is where I started uh, working summers and through the school year to um, get my my day-to-day uh, experience. And so like Wednesdays, I had late start at high, in high school. And so we'd go to breakfast in a job site. And then he would take me to school. So that's kind of how I got got started. Um, then I worked my way through college to pay for my college. And um, in 2013, I decided to break off and start CJ Industries, who is named after my kids, Chris and Josh, and um, pursue my WBE and MBE certifications. You know, I think that's where a lot of us find our passion is seeing our parents be so passionate about things and teaching us all the behind the scenes things, you know, especially behind running a business. I'm sure that was a great benefit to you and probably, um, you know, kind of a a role model to you growing up. Absolutely. I watched him um, in the beginning, you know, he blood, sweat and tears were poured into it. I watched him and my grandpa uh, move tools at night from job to job. He started out, you know, our office was in the basement of our home and he stored tools in my grandpa's garage. We lived on the same street. So, you know, just to see that and have it pay off 20 plus years later. Yeah, that's really cool. So, uh, Bethany, how long have you been in the industry and why did you choose construction? I have been um, in the industry for over 15 years and um, I was an engineer um, by schooling. And honestly, I didn't know what I wanted to do when I went into um, when I went to school, I attended Missouri University of Science and Technology. And I just knew if I got an engineering degree, I was good at math and science, I would make good money upon graduation. And my opportunity came um, through an internship. And then when I graduated, I had an opportunity to go work in Las Vegas on some pretty large projects, like mega projects compared to what is typical in this area. Um, And I excelled at it. And it was fun and challenging and different every day. 
And um, I just really found, you know, a lifelong career. Um, I was in Las Vegas for almost five years and then moved to Phoenix for a year that was right in the middle of the really bad part of the recession when construction was not the most um, exciting um, career to be in. And then I knew I wanted to move home and um, I knew some folks at Turner. I saw Turner um, promoting women in management roles and I felt like Turner was the home for me based on my potential that I could see in others um, that were already there. So that's awesome to see. And see, seeing them do that of their own volition, you know, there's a lot of people who maybe in that industry would feel like they're being promoted because they're women. Uh, you know, they have to meet a diversity quota or something, but to have a company doing that because the women are very qualified and stuff like that is really cool to see. Agreed. So that brings up an interesting point. So Nawik supports all sorts of women in construction from general contractors, architects, lawyers, tradespeople, and everyone in between. Do you want to talk a little bit about the support that's offered through the organization? In addition to what you just listed, um, anybody that works in the construction industry can be a part of our organization. Um, that includes anybody in HR and marketing, accounting, um, administration positions. We have somebody in an array, any of those um, positions that are part of our organization. So um, locally, you can get support by attending our um, monthly meetings. We do also have um, professional development and education sessions that since COVID, um, unfortunately, have all been virtual. But I think we've done a pretty good job of keeping those um, exciting and different so that people don't feel like it's a burden to just get on another Zoom call or Teams call. Um, nationally, there's also support. As a member, you can um, join any of their PD&E is what we call them, professional development and um, education. Um, you can also use their services nationally. They have some people that will help you with resumes. They send out job openings um, that are shared with all a membership. Um, there's also, to me, the biggest um, part of NAWIC or the best part of NAWIC has been networking. Um, obviously, I met Mindy through NAWIC and I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't have known her before and we're friends now. And whether it's I can call her because I have a question about plumbing or I have a job coming up and I'd really like her to bid it because she is a great sub partner of ours but also because she brings that extra level of she is a WBE company. Um, I know I can count on her or um, many of our members for that. Sure. And Mindy, how does it feel to have, you know, kind of support like that from other women in the industry and kind of that camaraderie between you guys? Oh, it's meant the world growing up, you know, in the industry, only being surrounded by, by males and not having that support. You know, I was 18 at a bid walkthrough and got told that the lady with, or the person with the best looking legs in the room was going to get the job. And it was a room full of men and they all laughed. And I'm like, 
you know, I had nobody to turn to, nobody who could understand what it was like to go through that or to hear that, but then to become a part of NAWIC and be in a room full of women who understand and have been through it. And we continue to go through it. Yeah, I can definitely understand that. So how, for both of you who have been in the industry for a few years, how has it changed over those years? And have you seen more support and more um, women choosing trade industries and construction? Absolutely. I think um, we're no longer the only women in the room or only woman in the room. Um, There is more of us. There's more trades women in the field. We're still lacking. Um, I heard uh, a podcast with a city rent-a-truck and uh, Rosie Privatera Biondo was speaking and she said, you know, we've, we've come a long way, but we, we still have a long way to go. You know, we've, we might've broken through part of one glass ceiling, but there's, there's still one left and her words ring very true. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I, I interviewed iron workers the other day and while there were no women among them, um, they were saying that trades are some of the only jobs left that, you know, you can get the education for cheap and you're not bogged down by student loans and things like that. How would you encourage more women to seek jobs like that? I think we do at NAWIC, right? You know, we, we host Camp NAWIC every year where we have um, high school females who are exposed to the trades for a week. We try to get them exposed to as many trades as possible, you know, whether it's engineering, architecture, or electrical, plumbing, pipe fitting, painting, roofing. They're, they're exposed with a hands-on experience that they, they're not necessarily getting in their high school. So getting that one-on-one and finding a female to mentor is just a possibility that is, it brings a lot of opportunities. And, and I would add to what I've noticed um, as part of the K-12 team for Turner is it's really important to get to students before high school even. So to Mindy's point, we have Camp Nawick, but we also do um, block kids competition. Unfortunately, um, with COVID, we had to cancel um, the past block kids, which we had been holding in October. So hopefully this year we can hold it again, but it's for elementary school age children. And it is a Lego building competition where they make up um, a design. They're giving, given the Legos, they come up with the idea of the design and then they have to explain their design to the judges. And it is not just Kansas City, it's all NAWIC offices nationwide do this. And eventually there's a national competition. So I do think it's very important to um, get to those students at a younger age. Um, while we do block kids, we also generally host a touch a truck type event where we have the trades come and talk to the kids and they get to, you know, if their carpenters are there, they get to hammer and nail and um, screw in a screw and do all sorts of things or the operators will come with um, some sort of equipment that they can operate. Um, but I do think that a big part of what we do is um, we, you know, we go into schools and we are hands on with them at all different ages. And I think that's what is really important to get the word out there that there are jobs in construction 
trades jobs and jobs for them if they want to be an engineer or if they want to be a Mendy and own their own company. Absolutely. And I think it's really cool. Um, helping especially those young kids realize that it is an option they can pursue and having people that they can look up to in those industries. Uh, did either of you have, you know, I know Mindy, you grew up around a family business, but Bethany, maybe did you have a mentor when you were starting out in this field? I did not have a mentor when I first started out. Um, I had some people I looked up to that were um, managers for the particular um, area I was specializing in at the time when I was in Las Vegas. Um, But when I did come to Kansas City, I had somebody that was um, a mentor, but I think kind of turned into an advocate for me within Turner and... Um, when there was important decisions being made or discussions being had that that person brought my name into the mix um, and honestly opened some doors or encouraged me to do things like NAWIC. Um, I mean, I've, I went to a few NAWIC meetings when I lived in Phoenix, but I never joined. But I was encouraged and supported when I came to Kansas City to be more active in the community. And honestly... I've made more connections through NAWIC and and Chambers of Commerce and other um, areas that I've been active that that's really been a turning point for me, I believe, in my career. So I do think while mentors are very important, I also think having an advocate is super important. Definitely. And in a medium-sized city like Kansas City, you know, how important is it to have those people that are kind of bringing your name into the conversation or recommending you for a job and things like that? I think it's extremely important. I mean, some of the people that I have been introduced to and, you know, networked with, they're constantly calling you saying, Hey, you know, I've put your name out for this. And it's just, you wouldn't have that if you didn't have the network or the group with NAWIC or, um, you know, just being around females in the construction industry and, Um, I'm also a part of the Mechanical Contractors Association where I'm actually the first female member on the board. And uh, I had a competitor call and say, hey, I gave your name. You know, just things like that are becoming more and more common as you start to get your name out there and as other people recognize you. And, you know, it, it means a lot to have somebody else in the industry recommend you. It's time to take a break to thank our sponsors. Shamika's Online Market in Delhi, offering catering and nationwide shipping at shamikasonline.com. Find their new deli at 16th and Swift in North Kansas City. Shamika's, where customers become friends and friends become family. From classics to campers, hot rods to hoopties, Seaberg Muffler, your exhaust headquarters since 1974. Armor Road in Burlington in North Kansas City, Missouri. And now back to the newscast. Um, so I know there's a lot of large projects going on in Kansas City right now. For example, we just got an update on the Kansas City Airport project, which I'm sure everybody's excited about. And those companies have, you know, they're dedicated to hiring a certain percentage of women to work on these projects. How do you feel like, you know, things like that help women in the industry? Or maybe, you know, are they kind of like just checking a box? Um, I think... I think it promotes the hiring of minorities and females because it's for both. You have a 
I'm actually a trade partner on the airport. And uh, I think it promotes the hiring of females and minorities. Um, but there's just such a great lack that it's so hard sometimes to reach these goals. And we just, we, we all need to work better together to try to get more people interested in the trades across the board. So kind of what you're saying is, you know, even if they are required to hire so many women and minorities, those companies might not be around. And it's not the- not the companies, but we just like we're a union contractor, so we we pull from our union pool, and there might only be ten females in in the whole union. So we're all fighting for it. Sure, agreed. And I would say, as somebody who champions diversity and inclusion, I think it's really important to have goals and to work towards those goals. But I think what Mindy's speaking to is in addition to hiring the companies that are maybe women-owned or minority-owned, the percentage of workers in the field for a job as large as the airport probably takes all of the women tradespeople in Kansas City to get those goals. So then it's everybody's on that project. So then how do you meet goals on other projects? It's... I mean, I think it's, you know, it's an issue, obviously, just the same as the fact that we're going to have a labor shortage soon is an issue because, I mean, generally, just overall, our labor forces are going to start lacking and people going into them. And I think until more students or younger people realize what kind of living can be made, that you can have a good job in the trades and support your family. I mean, until everybody hears that and knows of these opportunities, I don't know that it'll get better. Um, I do know, or I have seen where a lot of local school districts start to have career centers or career um, areas of study. And I think that's helping. So I do, I do hope that we're turning a corner there, but I mean, it is it is a struggle to to make those numbers with the females as far as the labor in the field. Sure. And, you know, there's groups like you all in Kansas City. And then um, we have a group that's working on a house over by us over here in the Northeast. And they actually train women on site to go into these jobs. And they're not coming right out of high school and things like that. But with organizations like you all working toward educating young people on these opportunities, do you see in the future, you know, having to hire to that percentage being required? Or do you think people will just start doing it once those, you know, capable people are available? I mean, I would, I would like to hope that, you know, we wouldn't have to have goals to be able to reach, you know, I'm hoping, you know, I interview a female and, I can hire them as an apprentice or a minority or just somebody who wants to come in and work every day. These, these jobs, they're not easy jobs. Whether you're a plumber, pipe fitter, operator, laborer, it doesn't matter what it is. None of these jobs are easy jobs. And I don't care if you're female or male, you have, you have to want to do the job. Sure. And, you know, when you're looking toward the future of women in construction, how do you hope the 
you know, climate around how you all are treated changes? I think I just hope that it continues to get better every year and that, um, you know, I, I am uh, proud to work for Turner where we have a zero, um, a zero tolerance policy for harassment of any kind, whether that's, um, gender based or, um, you know, race-based, any, any harassment is not tolerated by coworkers, by our sub partners, by anybody. Um, I do think to the point we spoke to earlier, it is getting better, but I think there's always room for, for improvement in any situation. Um, obviously there's still pay discrepancies. Um, I mean, that's across the board where we're at right now, but I think it's getting better. Um, I think as as the workforce um, evolves in the next few years, I think it'll change even more. I agree. I hope it continues to just get better and just we're more respected and, you know, on a level playing field, whatever that might look like. Sure. And, you know, Mindy, you were talking about how you looked up to your grandpa and your dad as they had this business while you were growing up. You know, do you sometimes envision maybe your granddaughter looking up to you in that position? Yeah, um, I think right now I'm hoping that my kids, my boy, I have two sons and that I hope that they can also see what their mom can do. So as they grow up and become, they're 13 and 11. So as they you know, start to date or, and then later get married, you know, respect their wives and you know, to know that, that there's women can do anything. I'm a master plumber. So for them to see me get my master plumber certification and, you know, just little things like that. And they're like, wow, mom, you can do that. Absolutely. <laughs> of course you can. <laughs> um, you know, is it in are your kids at all interested in construction after watching you all go through your careers? I believe my oldest son is, but I'm not a hundred percent sure he's more um, mechanically inclined. So I'm hoping somebody will have some interest to keep the family business going. And my, my kids are four and seven, but um, we always ask my son every year before he starts a new grade at school, what he wants to be. And for the longest time, he would say a worker man, like, you know, cause he would, I, I mean, I take him on site when I can to a job site. So they see what mom does and it's exciting for them. And they, you know, they just see it as like, wow, it's a job site. Like you get to come do fun things every day. But, um, you know, I, I hope that they will. I hope that they just know that no matter what they choose to do, I'll support them and um, they'll be great at it. So. Absolutely. You know, I was that little kid running around at a construction site. My, um, my dad built houses when I was little before the recession and everything. So we were always, you know, had our Barbies on the piles of gravel and everything. And those memories definitely make an impression on young kids, I would say. Yeah, for sure. So is there anything else you want to add about, you know, the organization in general or how it has kind of changed the scene for women in construction in Kansas City? I mean, you guys have been around since the 60s in Kansas City, right? Correct. Since 1965. 
Like I mentioned earlier, the biggest thing to me, and I think I've heard this from many of the members, is the networking and the friendships that are made. Um, I think the thing that I appreciate it about it is um, just how supportive everyone is. We all work at different companies and quite a few of us are competitors when we're not at our meetings. And it's never been anything but friendly and we all just, you know, have a good time when we're together. And I know we all miss being together with COVID. So I know we are very excited to get back to that. Um, but I do think it's, it's the networking, it's being able to have a conversation with a friend who understands what you deal with every day. So, um, I mean, they have similar experiences. It's a a place where you can vent. Um, they as women probably deal with very similar issues when maybe they aren't treated the same or maybe somebody talks to them inappropriately and you can, you can run that by somebody there and um, just, you know, have that connection, I think is the biggest thing. Well, I think for me too, I think it kicked me out of my comfort zone. Uh, so it pushed me into be more active, which then, you know, now I'm, vice president of the chapter and it's nothing I would have ever envisioned myself doing. And so I've, I've been a very, very active in the, in the chapter. And I don't think if I wouldn't have been voluntold to do some things that I wouldn't. Have <laughs> yeah. Mindy's a superwoman. She's in like everything. And then is like, you know, a board member of everything. And then she still supports every committee and every event we have. So she's my go-to. Mindy, why is it so important to you, you know, to advocate for these causes? For all the causes that I advocate for? Um, well, women in construction, I mean, we just, we, we all need each other and we all need the support. Um, I think, you know, breaking through and being the first female board member for the Mechanical Contractors Association just was an honor. Um, you know, I, I sit on the board of young women on the move in Kansas City, Kansas, and to give back to young females in our community uh, is, you know, kids in general. I, I just, I'm part of also the School of Resurrection in KCK. I'm on their board. And just to, something was said yesterday about, you know, me being a woman in construction and hopefully can get in the classrooms and help show young females that there's things in construction they can do. So I think just getting out there and giving back is, is important is to leave your mark on the community. Yeah, I think it's definitely leaving a mark and all that on top of, you know, owning your own business and everything. Um, you all were recognized by the city council. I believe it was last month for your work for women in construction. How did that feel to get that recognition from the city? It was exciting. Yeah, we, uh, it was, um, for our WIC week, which actually Mindy, as I said, she's superwoman. She was our chair for WIC week. Um, we also got a proclamation from the governor's office for that week as well. That was for, um, it was for Kansas City, our chapter, but it was for all the chapters in Missouri. Um, so that was nice to be recognized and know that the city and the state were also celebrating Women in Construction Week with us. So 
That's great. Hopefully, I mean, it sounds like you guys have definitely made an impression, especially in Kansas City. And we hope that things continue to um, grow and change in the industry and we can get more young people excited about construction and trade jobs. Sure. Our website is www.kcnawic.org. And anybody is more than welcome to contact me. You can email me at b-r-i-l-e-y at tcco.com. And my email is mindy, M-I-N-D-Y at cjikc.com. All right. Well, I appreciate so much from hearing from you today. And um, we're really excited about it. You know, there's a lot of people in Northeast who work labor jobs and work in the trades and in construction. And, you know, even just people who are trying to fix up their own houses. And it might give them a second to pause and think, is there a super qualified woman I could hire to help me with this job? You know, things like that. Um, that might not be on the top of people's minds all the time. For sure. Or, or push that female to do it herself. <laughs> right. <laughs> and that was Bethany Riley and Mindy Rocha, president and vice president of the Kansas City chapter of the National Association of Women in Construction. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you once again to our sponsors, Shemekas Online Market in Delhi and Seaberg Mufflers. For all our Northeast Newscast episodes, articles, and more, visit northeastnews.net. For the Northeast News, I'm Abby Hoover. Mm-hmm.